Ultimately, everything kind of boils down to one question. What's the fucking point? So, let's talk about it. I'm your host, Valerie Martin, and this podcast brings a little levity and a lot of curiosity to some of the biggest questions and ideas that us meager humans can ponder. Join me and our guests each week as we dig into topics around consciousness, spirituality, psychology, and philosophy, all with a healthy dose of existential angst. And now, today's episode. Hey friends, welcome back to the show. I am so grateful that you are showing up today with your cute little ears to take in this week's episode. Episode number nine is our second solo episode of the show, so it'll be short and sweet, and I'm excited to just riff a little bit about this topic with you guys. So the inspiration for this solo episode came from, not shocking, a meme that I saw on Instagram recently, and I will post a picture of it on the show notes for this episode, but I'll describe it to you a little bit. So it says, two ways to look at life, and the top little figure is a sad little blue dude, and the caption says, nobody gives a shit. And then the second one below that is a happy, beaming little yellow dude that says, nobody gives a shit. So I love this because if you guys have listened to previous episodes, you know that I'm really big on perspective and perspective taking and how tremendously healing that that can be. And so it got me thinking about that there are a number of kind of philosophies or perspectives or statements similar to this nobody gives a shit that are can be simultaneously heartbreaking or incredibly liberating depending on how we're looking at it. And so I was thinking like, gosh, I'm sure it, paradox doesn't quite feel like exactly the right word. And I'm sure there's probably some fancy psychological or philosophical term for these ideas. But I'm just going to call them either a truth bomb or a fucking miracle. Fucking miracle because it's like, God damn it, why is this so true? And sometimes it can, if we're in that low place, it can really feel pretty dark. But then if we're kind of looking at it through that more, not necessarily optimistic, but sort of the Albert Einstein thing, everything is a miracle or nothing is a miracle. So if we're looking at it through that miracle lens, then it's not only can it be okay, but it can be kind of cool. I was actually talking about a similar concept with a client yesterday, and the term that came to me out of nowhere in the middle of our session was spiritual helicopter and or soul helicopter, whatever you want to call it. So almost like if we're really stuck in the sort of ego perspective of something and we can't see our way out of it and we're just like so caught up on what are people thinking and all of this crap that our ego gets hooked into, what would it be like if we sort of hopped in our spiritual helicopter, took it way up in the air and looked at the situation from that angle? And because she, the way that she was describing the situation to me, it was like, it was clear that she had done that. And so it was kind of trying to come up with some kind of framework or language that would help her to access that again more easily. So let's just talk about this first fucking miracle for a moment. Nobody gives a shit. So I'm going to 
really focused more on the miracle side of these because I think that we know what it feels like when we're totally in ego and we're like, oh, nobody cares. And But when we are able to shift into that, get into our spiritual helicopter, shift into that miracle perspective, it's kind of amazing that nobody really gives a shit. Like, yeah, we, we love about it. We love each other. We care about each other. Um, all of those things are true. But when it comes to all of our ego-based fears, everyone is so focused on themselves. This is not rocket science. You guys have heard this before. Nobody gives a shit. And it's kind of amazing. So the second uh, fucking miracle that I wanted to touch on is that nothing is permanent. That the only certainties in life are death and taxes. And So that could be just like completely devastating if we look at, well, yeah, I mean, it's, you're right. There's no guarantee that this partner that you have now is going to be here forever. The relationship could end. Something could happen to that person that, and that is devastating. And and we need to be able to make room to acknowledge those fears because I think it's, it would just be so naive to say, well, like, just trust that it's going to be fine and everything's going to work out just great. Like, we don't know that because, Nothing is permanent. Everything changes. And yet, if we take that miracle perspective, it's like the beauty of the cycles of life and that so many times, whatever that thing was that we were afraid to lose or we really, really, really didn't want it to change, we resisted the change or the transformation that we look back in hindsight and go, yeah, I can kind of see why that was a thing I needed to experience or why that was a person or something that I needed to lose. Not that it necessarily means that we would do it that way over again if we got to play God, but that we can sort of see how things play out and how even the hard experiences serve us um, when the reality of impermanence sets in, even with the things that we love and people that we love. Um, The third fucking miracle is that I'm just a tiny blip on the radar of the universe. That, you know, I'm just this little ant here. And I talked about this one, especially in episode three with Laura Long, that sometimes when we, especially sites in nature or when we look out like on these big hillsides in big cities that are just like full of apartment buildings and houses and it's just crowded streets and you're just clear of just how tiny of a speck that you are, it's like, well, shit. Um, We can let that be really disheartening we can start to feel like we don't matter nothing matters what's the point what's the fucking point right but again zoom out spiritual helicopter um looking through the miracle lens at that like how cool that all of this sort of comes together that we have these sort of brief relationships longer relationships these encounters these coincidences these synchronicities all of our windy paths that meet each other at different points and the word serendipity comes to mind like I don't know if we just kind of allow ourselves to recognize that even being a tiny blip is kind of awesome then that's not such a bad thing right um also let's see I wanted to talk about the fucking miracle that life is suffering so this is kind of similar to the Um, nothing is permanent. So this is one of the four noble truths of Buddhism. And it's 
you know, when I first heard that life is suffering, I was like, I think I was like a teenager and I was like, I disagree with Buddhism. Like that's so negative. And I think it's all, you know, probably semantics and how it's worded. But of course we know that pain is inevitable. And you'll also sometimes hear that, well, suffering is optional. And that's where sort of being able to take the miracle view comes in is that we don't have to, um, look at our pain like it's this terrible, horrible thing that shouldn't happen. So that's when we look at um, that as the first of the Four Noble Truths, they say in Buddhism that the suffering arises from our attachment to desires. So it's not that we can't even, it's not that we shouldn't have desire. I think that's a flawed idea that's sometimes out there in the spiritual world. But that when things don't go our way, can we sort of hold that desire lightly? Can we allow for the possibility that maybe that desire didn't work out? And so another desire will come along that we can kind of explore. Um, they also say that freedom from this truth, from the fact that life is suffering, it happens when we follow the Eightfold Path. And so what the Eightfold Path really boils down to is having right view, right intention, right speech, right action, right livelihood, right effort, right mindfulness, and right concentration. And of course, I could do an entire episode on each one of those um, aspects of the Eightfold Path, but you guys kind of get the big picture of it. Like, having the right intentions, being really aware of our our words, having integrity with our words and actions, like all of that, that is what helps us to get into our spiritual helicopters and kind of go like, yeah, right now this sort of sucks, but you know what? It's not about just being happy all the time. Like I was just talking about this with somebody that there's a, one of the reasons why I love acceptance and commitment therapy um, as a model is not just for therapy, but just for life is that it talks about how happiness is this thing that we've been sort of taught all of these myths around that are not ultimately helpful for our well-being here on the planet. And so there's the book, The Happiness Trap by Russ Harris is a great book. If you haven't read that one, I'll put that in the show notes. And talking about how we're all sort of taught that happiness is what we should be chasing, what we should be shooting for. Like that's the ultimate goal. And that if we're not happy that there's something wrong with us, we're not trying hard enough, which just makes us feel like that much more of a failure. So if it's not happiness that we're really after, perhaps what we can seek is equanimity. So that's one of those fancy words that I, I used to kind of be like, I think I know what that means, but do I? So just so that I can describe it as accurately as possible, here's the official definition of equanimity. Evenness of mind, especially under stress, right disposition. Ah, it sounds familiar, right? Sounds like part of that eightfold path. And so life is suffering, sure, life is going to entail suffering, but it's kind of a fucking miracle when you think about that even amidst the suffering that we can find this equanimity, that we can find meaning, and that there are so many things in life that involve some pain and suffering, and yet if we were to avoid all those things, our lives would be pretty meaningless. It would just be like sitting around watching the Kardashians all the time, and I don't even know. Like, it's so much of what we do, so much of what gives our life um, value and meaning are things that we, if we say, 
we want to sign up for those that we're also signing up for the uncertainty, ambiguity, and probably some pain along the way. Um, The last thing that I wanted to touch on is the fucking miracle that we're all on our own. Like, you got yourself, sister, brother, whoever you are. Like, it's, (laughs) that's part of the the struggle of being, or the reality, I should say, of being in these like meat puppets, as I know a lot of people say, including um, Karen Kenny, who is um, an amazing spiritual mentor and was a podcast guest on episode number six. She always talks about that these bodies, it's not that they don't matter, like hell, she's a yoga teacher and she loves to build strength in her physical body. So it's not that we're saying the physical body is completely irrelevant or meaningless, but that ultimately it's not what matters the most. These like meat puppets, these sacks of, you know, bones and blood and, and, and water that we're carrying around with us. That's not who we ultimately are. And so um, being in these bodies makes us feel that we are really separate from each other. Whereas what I would say is that we're all one. We're all part of the same energy. We all come from the same source, whether that is looking through a spiritual lens or just a scientific lens. And so, yes, we are on our own. However, we are all inextricably and fundamentally one and connected. And so the more that we sort of allow ourselves to be in that dialectic and that in that sort of seemingly dichotomy, um, I think that that aloneness isn't actually paralyzing because we can realize that at one level in the physical world, there's a truth to that, but also, um, there's that truth has limitations when we think about the matrix and and the spiritual reality of oneness. Um, yeah, there was something else I was going to see about that. Oh, that I think that when we even look at this idea that ultimately you're you know we're kind of on our own and you're the only person that you can rely on, while that might seem like holy shit. Um, it's also an invitation to be your own best friend, to be your own best advocate, to learn how to never abandon yourself because there will never be a guarantee. Like whoever that person is that is, maybe you have um, a spouse or a best friend or a family member who is like your person and or whoever it is, whether you have one of those or you have some people that you're close with and you're just like, oh my gosh, what would I be without these people or this person? Like what would happen? And the reality is if you are developing a good relationship with yourself, whether that is through a spiritual lens or otherwise, that you can learn how to be your own best friend And you can learn how to say, no matter what happens, like I want things to work with this person or this friend or whatever, but no matter what happens, I refuse to abandon myself any longer because we're flawed and we hurt each other. And hopefully we have opportunities to heal together because when I say that we're on our own and you just got to kind of watch out for yourself and not abandon yourself, like we still need relationships. That's why there's sort of inherent paradox in all of this. But anyway, 
Um, I'm rambling a little bit, so I'm going to stop, but I hope that these fucking miracles at least sort of gave you some food for thought for this week and that you consider when you're really hooked into some kind of ego-based fear, how could I, what would it be like to jump in my spiritual helicopter right now to go however many feet, I don't know how high do helicopters fly, I'll have to look it up, Um, but go up into the air, look at the situation from that lens, and there's a lot of clarity and a lot of wisdom there, because I think it's really true that ultimately, if we are tapping into that wisest part of ourselves internally, whether you consider that connection to the divine, whatever it is, that wisest part of you has the answers, if there's any such thing as answers, right? So anyway, I'll leave you there for this week and we'll be back with an interview next week. Have a lovely rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. You can find past episodes and show notes at wonderwelltherapy.com slash podcast. We'll take you to the place to find all of that good stuff if you're looking for links or resources, or anything else related to the show. Also, if you want to leave a review on iTunes, it helps more people find out about the show. That's bit.ly slash WTFP review. I'll see you next time. And until then, keep asking those big questions.